One of the best ways to start a new week of shows is to talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka. Not things that they'll do on the football field in the fall, but where they might get drafted in 2024. We're here for another summer scouting episode, projecting what Harrison Jr. and Abuka, where they might fall in the NFL draft, coming at you today on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes. For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is a Monday, June 26th in the year 2023. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lock On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. During today's episode, Ryan Roberts is back. He is my favorite NFL draft analyst. You can hear him on the first team breaking down not just Buckeye players, but all players that could get drafted in the 2024 NFL draft on the first team podcast. And also, he covers recruiting for irishbreakdown.com. Ryan, welcome back to the show. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I know you'd be super pumped up about wide receiver week, man. Every single year, it's another couple guys that are going to go very high in the draft for Ohio State. So I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you for having me back. No problem, Ryan. I look forward to this week. Actually, I look forward to all the offensive offensive weeks, but especially the time when we get to talk about guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka. I remember a couple years ago, and then I think a year ago, whenever it was, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, the preseason conversation, the postseason conversation. Then you get two guys that I do believe were top 12 picks in that year's draft. So it's yep. just something that Buckeye fans have learned to expect. They expect Ohio State to have elite receivers. Brian Hartline not only recruits elite receivers in high school, develops them into elite receivers in college. And now the hope is as a new OC at Ohio State, he just makes the whole offense elite. From top to bottom, center, guard, tackle, tight end, all over the place. Everything's elite. And it's the same thing with these two guys. They both can be called elite wide receivers in college football. They can. They can. I mean, it, it's become obviously a routine thing with Brian Hartline. You know, like we'll see what the offensive play calling looks like in 2023. I think it'll be very interesting to watch. But you know that you can depend on Coach Hartline to develop wide receivers. And, I mean, we're talking about two more here, Jay, obviously getting into them of, like, the greatest thing about Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, for instance, was they were just so technically advanced guys, Mm -hmm. you know, for their age. Like, they were clearly coached up at a high level. Like, we could have just spent hours talking about the athleticism of Garrett Wilson, the twitchiness, the explosiveness, the smoothness of Chris Olave, the easy speed. You could – you could have easily dissect just the traits for those guys. But I think what separates Brian Hartline as a wide receiver coach and some Ohio State receivers that we've seen come out in recent years is they're so technically advanced for their age. And that is a obviously a testament to Coach Hartline and his great coaching that he's been able to do over there at Ohio State. You say technically advanced, so I would venture to say you see the same thing with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka. Yeah, yeah, I, I do similarly. I, I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is a little more technically advanced than Ibuka, but 
that being said, like, I think that there's a lot that goes into that conversation, right? You're talking about one guy that father was a hall of fame wide receiver. He's been around the game his entire life. He's been coached by Brian Hartline. Agmeka Buka can also play the wide receiver position at a high level. It's just they're asked to do very different things. So the fundamentals, I think, matter a little bit more for Marvin Harrison as that outside boundary receiver route runner than Agmeka that's more of that slot option, the guy that's really going to manipulate space a ton. But I think regardless, yes, you see the same refinements and attention to detail that you usually expect out of a Brian Hartline wide receiver. And I do believe, Ryan, as you think about this and dive into like the summer scouting series that we're doing here, high school kids see this. We talk pre-show about uh, Brandon Ennis, Carnell Tate, Noah Rogers, Bryson Rogers, just the incoming freshman receivers at Ohio State right now. I believe they see not just the numbers and the stats and the ooh and the odd. Harrison Jr., how did he make that catch? But they also see how Heartline works with different types of receivers year in and year out. They're saying, oh, He's working with that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. They're different build, different height, different weight, different type of receivers. But Brian Hartline finds ways to make them all better and eventually be first-round picks, which I do believe is why the four receivers I mentioned chose Ohio State. You cover recruiting, so I'm sure that you understand why receivers decide to go to Ohio State over maybe Notre Dame. I always hear people give advice of don't don't go to a school for the coaches, go for the, the school, right, for the program. But, I mean, Jay, it, it just doesn't happen, right? Like, a lot of players go to the coach that they're most comfortable with, the guy that they know that can develop them at a high level. And that's Brian Hartline. I mean, you mentioned him already, right? Am I surprised that Cornell Tate dominated the spring for Ohio State? Absolutely not. Am I surprised that Noah Rogers had a big play in the, in the spring game? Am I surprised – would I be surprised if – Brandon Ennis or Bryson Rogers play some some type of football for Ohio State this year? No, because one, attention to detail is going to be there, but two, they're all very talented, right? There's yes. also a reason why Jeremiah Smith is committed in the 2024 class to, to Ohio State, for instance, and why you might have a good shot at guys like Jeremiah McClellan and you have Mylon Graham. And th- there's a reason that you're attracting so many great wide receivers. It's because they know who puts out the best wide receivers in college football right now. It's Ohio State. It's Alabama. So I want to go play for Brian Hartline. I want to go play for Holman Wiggins. Those are the two guys right now. Like, that's the guys, if I'm a wide receiver, I want to go play for. So, yes, Ohio State, as long as Brian Hartline is there, is going to continue to attract those types of players because they understand how to develop them. Coach Day and that offense understand how to utilize them, and they usually get the most out of them, to say the least. Ryan, before we dive into each player individually, as a collective unit – when you see Abuka and Harrison Jr., how does this duo stack up as far as an NFL draft conversation when you go to some of the duos that Alabama's had or some of the duos that LSU has had? How do they stack up against those elite duo wide receivers during a college football season? I think that they can be in the conversation with just about anybody. I mean, I think it's really going to depend because – I mean, honestly, if if Marvin Harrison Jr. decided to opt out of the 2023 season, he's still going to be a top five to top 10 pick. Like, that's just where it is, right? Like, he's already considered. I mean, Dane Brugler was talking about it last year from the Athletic of, like, if Marvin Harrison Jr. was in the class last year, he would have been wide receiver one as only a true sophomore, you know, as a guy that's only in his second year. So I think Marvin Harrison Jr. has already kind of assumed that role. I think for them to be in that conversation, it's going to be about Emeka Abuka because he's going to be productive like he was last year, a thousand-yard receiver. It's about taking his game to the next level because we'll talk about, obviously, like I think first-round aspirations are very, very 
I think it's very possible for Ekmeka Buka, but will he take the step from a very good wide receiver to an elite level prospect? Like, I think that's where the question is, because like you said, you have Devonta Smith. And I mean, even though they weren't in the same class, you still had Devonta. Well, they actually were in the same recruiting class. They didn't come out the same year, but you had Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith, a part of the same recruiting class. You've had the Ohio State receivers that we've talked about. You had the LSU receivers, obviously, with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase the year after. So you have had some crazy duos in the past. Right now, a couple of them I would put ahead of Ohio State. But if Emeka Buka takes a step forward, then I think they're in the conversation. It's just about him matching the prowess of what Marvin Harrison Jr. is on film right now. Coming up next, we're going to continue this conversation with our guy, Ryan Robertson. Dive into Marvin Harrison Jr. Those of you on YouTube, you see the polished word there. Ryan's going to have some other words to describe the receiver. Marvin Harrison Jr., stick around. You don't want to miss the rest of today's episode of Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on today to join the fun. So don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Marvin Harrison Jr., Ryan, we love watching him play the football. You mentioned his dad, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Marvin Harrison Jr. has a name, and I think in name there's one thing. Ray Lewis has kids. I don't think we many people know that Ray Lewis is kids, Played one of them played college football. Uh, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. had the name, but I think he's kind of trying to live up to the name because of how well he played the football. When you watch the film, I don't care about other thoughts and what you read, Ryan. We talk about film here, and that's why I like having you on. When you watch the yeah. film about Harrison Jr., what kind of prospect is he? I mean, he's excellent. He he potentially is an elite level prospect, and I think you could even call him that right now, Jay, because I I think the cool part is that there is some parts of his father's game that you see in his the route running right like he is a incredible attention to detail for a guy that's 6'3 and 220 200 plus pounds my guy gets in and out of breaks he understands how to attack blind spots he really gets crisply in and out of routes he has that attribute because if you ever watch marvin harrison whether it was at syracuse or with his time with the indianapolis colts like he was one of the best route runners of all time. I mean, during that yes. period, it was like him and Tory Holt. Like those were the two best route runners. Oh in the my NFL. gosh. So much fun to watch. Yeah. Yes, man. And, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Has those attributes. He clearly is a student of the game. I've only heard the most positive things about his work ethic and ability that he has, you know, just from a learning perspective and putting in extra work after practice, before practice and everywhere in between. I've heard a lot of great things about his work ethic. And then he's also 6'3 with long arms and can jump out of the gym, right? Like, that doesn't hurt. I, I think that the easiest comp, and I've seen someone make this comp, and I think it's actually very spot on for part of his game, is I've heard A.J. Green thrown out there. Okay. Which, if you remember A.J. Green coming out of Georgia, yeah, I really do like it too because a lot of the things that A.J. did well, Marvin Harrison Jr. also does well. He wins in the air. He's incredibly – he's incredibly – explosive off the ground he has a big catch radius he has strong hands all those things are great 
But uh, what's different, and it, it's, this, is, this is a big statement because A.J. Green was a top-10 pick, and he ended up being a perennial 1,000-0 receiver, a pro bowler, is that he might end up being A.J. Green with better route running, which is pretty crazy, man, because like, A.J. Green was like a 4-4-7 kid, 6'4". He could win vertically, and then he could win above the rim. He could do those types of things. Marvin Harrison Jr. can do all of that. He can separate with his size, catch radius. But then the other part of it is I think he could be a better short to intermediate route runner than what A.J. Green ever was, you know? Like, neither guy will be, like, a massive threat after the catch. Like, I don't envision Marvin Harrison Jr. being a crazy yak guy at the next level. But as a route runner and as a separator in the air with his vertical ability, I mean, he's a multi-level threat. Like, so I think that this kid has a potential. If the draft were today, he's a top 5-10 to 10 pick. And I think he has a chance to be arguably – the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in several years. Like arguably, I mean, Jamar Chase was pretty dang special, but could Marvin Harrison Jr. be in that conversation with him? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be a different, it's going to be a different looking package, but a dynamic package nonetheless. Harrison Jr. to me, Ryan, when I watch him play football, I am just amazed at the elite body control or the out of this world, the things you don't think are possible body control. When I was at the game, I don't know if you watch this game during your study, um, recently yep. at least, um, the game against Indiana, catch on the sideline, yep. the left foot's supposed to go out of bounds. Like gravity pulls that left foot out of bounds. Next thing you know, the left foot kind of gets extended out straight. The right foot and right leg go down. Granted, playing for college rules where one foot in, you're it's a completed catch, great. But I'm sitting here like, yep. how did he make that catch? And I was actually at the game. And so I am sitting there literally in the moment. Now, I don't have the view of the camera. <laughs> And the replay, where you're like, wait, wait, what did he do? All I literally said out loud, kind of loud, but people around me probably got annoyed. How did he make that catch? And I still, in the <laughs> moment, from the view that I had in the stadium, I still wonder how he made that catch. Now, watching the film and seeing the game and seeing Fox the close-up, Ryan, I still wonder how he made that catch. So not only how he made that catch, how does he do a lot of the things he does? Because it's like every single game, there's something else yeah. he does that makes you think, oh, he's already that good of a receiver. He's even better and better and better. Well, it, it defies physics, it seems, at times, right? <laughs> like it does. I mean, A.J. Green was one of those guys, but, man, go watch the Georgia highlights of him when he was in college. Like, he would sometimes elevate too quickly in the air, and he just seemed like he floated there for a little bit, you know? Like, it just seemed like his body just didn't come down. And I think that, for me, the gr- crazy part about Marvin Harrison Jr. is he has all those attributes you know he can do some things where you just like that's God given but it's the attention to detail that makes him special in my opinion like we've seen other guys as talented physically as Marvin Harrison Jr. we've seen several of them we have but have we seen the package of not only is he incredibly talented but he's also incredibly hardworking and incredibly nuanced for his age that's what makes him special in my opinion that's what it is it's not some guys are one trick ponies, right? You know what they're good at and that's all they're good at. Marvin Harrison Jr. I wouldn't put a cap on how good he can be just because I know that kid's going to work, right? And he's going to go to the combine. He's going to run fine. He's going to run four, four, seven, four, four, eight, like a good time, nothing stellar, but he's going to jump out of the gym. He's going to check all the attribute boxes from a talent level perspective, from physical traits, but then you're going to get him on the fill, get him on the whiteboard, and he's just going to blow your mind. I guarantee it, because he just understands how to play the game and play it at a high level. So some things you can quantify: forty time, vertical jump, all those great things. But you can't quantify just how 
special of a worker this young man is, how special of a student of a game this kid is. Like all that stuff matters, and we don't talk enough about it in the NFL evaluation world. We really don't. Ryan, from the NFL NFL evaluation world, what areas, if any, does Harrison Jr. need to work on to be a better pro prospect? I think it's just natural maturation, man. Like, I'm not going to call him a, a perfect wide receiver, yeah. right? But I think that for me, that. it's he's 205 pounds right now. Let's add a little bit more play strength to your to your game a little bit, right? Let's be able to work consistently a little bit more through contact because he does some nice stuff in the air. But I would love to see you know a few more in-breaking routes and ability to work against traffic. And so attention to detail, finer points, sure, as always. But I really think it's just the physical development areas, right? Like, let's get stronger. Let's get a little more sudden, a little bit more explosive. And I think that for me, like the one thing is that he's a really good strider, but I think that at the line of scrimmage, he has a nice release package, but I think he could be a little more consistent just getting out of his stance, right? Like just getting a little bit more on top of dudes and be able to stack them consistently. If he does a couple of those little minute things, again, I think we're talking about a special prospect here. Last thing for you here, not NFL draft, more yeah. college football in 2023. Is he the kind of receiver that if he has a special big year, could win not only the Bolitnikov, but also the Heisman? It's possible. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen a ton of wide receivers win it. You know, Devonta Smith, obviously, the most recent example. But for me, the the a drawback is going to be that I think that he's he plays with a lot of great receivers, right? Yes. So, like, he is he going to be the main target getter like a Devonta Smith was after Jalen Waddle went down in 2020? Maybe not. But I think what he has going for him is – Everybody knows who Marvin Harrison Jr. is, man. Correct. Like Everybody knows Correct. who he is. He has the name recognition. He's on, obviously, a very good football team. If Ohio State makes a playoff run, if they make a national championship run, and he's the main catalyst, it's very possible. And I think what he does also have into his, into his advantages, that whether it is Kyle McCord or Devin Brown as the starting quarterback for Ohio State, they're not a sexy name right now, right? Like, they're not C.J. Stroud coming back to Ohio State, a guy that clearly you know clearly has a reputation – Everyone knows who Marvin Harrison Jr. is, so he's got the name behind him on top of the production that he returns in 2023. You've heard Ryan had to say about Marvin Harrison Jr. You're going to love what he has to say about Emeka Abuka. You can only hear it next here on Locked on Buckeyes. We talked about it earlier in the show, Ryan, and how Brian Hartline is just good at what he does. Like You talk about a guy who's just like one of those top two, top three type of receiver coaches that just gets it from the high school recruiting to the evaluation of the high school recruits. I think that goes overlooked being able to see a kid as a freshman or sophomore and being able to project correctly project what'll be his senior year of high school. And also in college, that's something that I don't know if Heartline gets enough credit for, because that's, that's hard to do. I've seen a lot of guys freshman or sophomore really good at whatever sport. Sometimes they just fall off. That's just life. Sometimes people just don't um, live up to what you think they're going to be. Hartline does a good job of it. I think Abuka is another yeah. one where it's like he projected properly, developed him, yeah. really good year uh, season a year ago, looking to get better play in 2023 to help him be a high draft pick in 2024. With that draft in mind, Ryan, when you watch the film, how does he stack up with other wide receiver prospects that will be draft eligible at the end of the season? He's a very unique football player, which I love. He's my type, Jay. Like, everybody has scouting bias, right? And for me, I love the wide receivers that are a little bit of a movable chess piece and win after the catch. Like, that's my that's my thing. 
And Emeka Ibuka is that. Like some people would say slot type, which yes, he can definitely play in the slot. And the great part about him is he's 6'1", 205 pounds. So like he's a pretty yeah. thickly built slot receiver. It's not like we're talking about a 5'10", 190 pound wide receiver. Like we're talking about a kid that's pretty thickly built, explosive after the catch, ability to get in and out and find soft spots in the zone and then make plays happen when plays don't seem to be there. I think that you're going to put him in a different bucket than a Marvin Harrison because Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to play to the boundary the majority of the time, mm-hmm. maybe to the field at points, but he's a pure outside receiver. Agmeka Buka is a guy where I could say slot receiver, you're going to play some Z to the field, and then I could throw you into the boundary at times as well, even though he doesn't have a ton of experience doing it on the college level. So I think he's a all-around movable chess piece. Is he as good at what he does as what Marvin Harrison Jr. is? No, he's not. But I'm also not going to use them the same way. I'm just not. So I think he has a chance to be one of the top three to four receivers in the 2024 class when all is said and done. It's just about taking the sophomore jump to the junior jump, which typically Ohio State players do. So I'm excited for it. Who are some of the other guys? I know Harrison Jr. is in that top three or four conversation. Who are the other guys that are like, hey, this is the elite class group of receivers in the 2024 draft cycle? I think some of them are still kind of waiting to be found a little bit, but I I really love Roma Dunze out of Washington. I also like Jalen McMillan out of Washington. I think both of them are excellent football players. I I really think that the depth of this class is still kind of working working its way a little bit. You know, like there's some people that like, Vlad McConkie, for instance. There's some that like Xavier Worthy out of Texas. I think that the Washington wide receivers have a chance to be epic risers in this class. And I think that if Roba Dunze takes a step forward, because he's like a 6'3", 217-pound wide receiver, he's got a chance to challenge to be one of the top receivers drafted especially, because I think that he has some special traits. So looking at some of those guys kind of just taking a step forward, you know, Penn State is always going to have a kid. USC is always going to have a kid. But I think those Washington kids and a couple of like kind of the underrated guys, I think that this class's depth still needs to kind of figure itself out a little bit. Abuka is one of those guys that when you think about the receivers at Ohio State, yeah, he's really, really good. Yep. But I think his versatility is one that I would love to get tapped into a little bit more. Now, I don't know how Heartline or Day or anybody else does that. You mentioned Ennis and Tate and – the two Rodgers receivers that came in this year. I've heard good things about Jaden Bowd at Ohio State, and Julian Fleming is yep. still here. So I don't know how they go about tapping into his versatility. But do you see that versatility that I see? Like, hey, he can be, he can move around on the field and still be good, not just in college, but be a movable piece of receiver at the, at the next level? I think that he is the quintessential modern NFL receiver that you want. Like, he's a kid that can work a little bit inside and out. He can play in the slot. He can play out to the field as an outside receiver. You can give him jet sweeps. You can give him some touch passes. You can throw him some screens. You can throw him some RPO game. This is the space weapon is how I would kind of quantify Mecca Buka. I mean, we've seen it, whether it's from the Notre Dame game to the end of the season, like he is a guy that especially makes things happen when he gets the football in his hands. So yes, he's a movable chess piece. We saw a lot of slot types in the 2023 NFL draft. A lot of Zay Flowers, Joshua Downs, a couple of guys that I really liked. Agmeka Ibuka is the same style of player, but in a much different package, a much bigger package, which I think makes him incredibly unique. But yes, to your question, he's a movable chess piece. He's a guy that I'm going to throw screens to. I'm going to give him jets. I'm going to let him get an opportunity to touch the ball and as, a, as a return man, potentially as a punt returner. Like I'm going to 
take advantage of all the traits he has because he has some special ones to make people miss in space. Ryan, how does he stack up with Njigba? Same conversation, NFL draft style. How do, they, how do those two compare to each other? He's more gifted than than what Jackson Smith and Jigba was from just a talent perspective. I imagine he'll run faster. I think he'll test better in short areas. Like he's going to be an explosive kid. The difference is is that Jackson Smith and Jigba is more of a short area to middle mid short area to mid separator from a route running perspective, right? Like he's about nuance and Billy getting out of breaks. Agmeka Buka is not a perfect route runner right now. He's a guy that's going to get to space and then he's going to take advantage of it, right? So they're both slot type of players, but they just win in completely different ways in my opinion. So I look at Agmeka Buka and I say, could he be a better prospect than Jackson Smith and Jaypon was also done? Yes, he can. Because I think that he's a more special athlete than what Jackson was, but Jackson was a more advanced player at the same age. So he just about fine-tuning some of the nuances, you know, the ability to understand how to take advantage of certain leverages, how to hit blind spots, how to get crisper top ends, get in and out of breaks. Like those little aspects of the game, I think is where you still need to go with a guy like uh, Emeka Ibuka, but you can certainly get there because we've talked already about, you know, the tutelage of Brian Hartline and where that could take you. Ryan, love having you on the show. Got some more good stuff coming your way. I just hit, just hit me, Ryan. We're going to do more of these this offseason than we did last offseason because it seems like literally every position, there's guys that we have enough film on to discuss yeah. projections for <laughs> next year's NFL draft. I just can't wait to get the conversation. Let's just say McCord starts the season and he declares for the NFL draft. I cannot wait to get your evaluation on him at the end of the season. That's just me kind of hoping that happens in the winter, spring of 2024. Ryan, if you could let everyone know where they can follow you on Twitter. They can catch out, yep. catch your show. And also, if they want to follow Notre Dame recruiting or figure out something Notre Dame is doing before the matchup that the Buckeyes and Irish have in 2023, where can they catch all this stuff? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a big matchup potentially in the fifth game of the season for Notre Dame. So you can go to irishbrooktown.com and check out if you guys want to get a little insight into what Notre Dame has cooking up. You know, in that battle, they're coming to South Bend, obviously, this year. So it'll be a, a completely different vibe, hopefully, than it was last yeah, year. We yeah. shall see. Rise and Draft on Twitter. Rise, the letter N, Draft, capital R, capital N, capital D, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And the First Team podcast with myself, Joe DeLeon, and Matt Sims, of course, the younger brother of former NFL quarterback Chris Sims, if you all want to take a listen. We're working through summer scouting right now and uh, digging into as many prospects as we possibly can before the season starts. So excited to continue to dig into this 2024 class, man. It's been very interesting so far. They've already got shows on JT Toy Malowal, Kate Stover, and I can't wait to hear other guys Ryan is going to talk about on the show. Also, I think he's watching film on Tyreek Williams and Michael Hall Jr. That's a little tidbit of Correct. things to come in the future. This is also the week I'm getting married, so there's only four shows. You're going to get some pre-recorded stuff, but later on this week, I'm going to be busy. You can hit me up on Facebook or Twitter if you want to, but I may not get to you quickly because my life is changing at the end of the week. Guys, Locked on Buckeyes here on a Monday. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. I'll see you next time.